1: To learn
0: more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loans subject to approval. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, So whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Holla talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well... What better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an
1: Airbnb while you're traveling because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count.
2: For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
3: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of IC terms and conditions
1: apply. Welcome to how to money. I'm Joel and I'm Matt and today we're discussing why streaming sucks and how you can eliminate expenses as costs creep up. <laughs>
0: Right, man. We are talking about the streaming services out there. You know, a lot of, A lot of times we talk about nerdier topics. We talk about subjects that are a little more theoretical. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> today we are getting super practical and we're talking about some of the different ways. First of all, that you know, some of the different reasons why we think streaming should be less a part of your life, but also... We're all going to do some streaming, <laughs> and so we need to find ways to reduce that cost as well.
1: Yeah, the practical world we live in means we all going to stream at least <laughs> yeah. a little bit, and so, yeah, we got to talk about the, the, the whole gamut. We're of are ideologues. No. We're not no. purists. No, we talk about some of the shows we watch uh, on occasion, for sure, and, yeah. and there's, uh, there's...
0: What have you been watching? There.
1: You, have you watched anything recently? I'm trying to finish up Stranger Things Season 4.
0: Okay. So, I'm so not, you, I'm well, not there yet. I'm not done. You can't done. say anything, because I I've not watched a single episode Still trying to get settled into the new place, and I haven't uh, yeah, haven't watched much TV. So you should just leave at least a few of those boxes unpacked and, uh, <laughs> and get started. That's exactly what we're going to tell folks <laughs> to not do I know. Uh, during this episode. But uh, hey, did you see that article about uh, beer being good for gut health? Oh, I did. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I thought of it. Uh, it said something like one beer a day. It, a beer a day keeps the doctor away. I know. It's
1: like instead of apples, who needs those? Uh, just drink uh, a beer every single day, and it, and it yeah increases the
0: microbiomes in your gut. It, it also only had like... 20 something participants in that study. <laughs> this isn't some like meta Listen, study, Matt. I'd rather pigeonhole <laughs> these, you know, this small study to but, suit my narrative. But but also obviously this is something we already knew. Uh right? I mean, was it Athena, the creature comfort spear? It even features lactobacillus on the label, and that's one of the gut bacteria that's supposed to be good for you. Yeah, Like, that's the bacteria that's also in yogurt that is a probiotic. And so,
1: man, we've known this for a while. Yeah, drinking kombucha, also supposed to be good for that. Sour I never never into it. All the
0: fermented vegetables, evidently, are supposed to be really good for the gut Kimchi, I guess, with that? Oh, yeah. So, actually, I think kimchi and sauerkraut are like the number one and number two when it comes to those different fermented vegetables that you can enjoy. But, uh, but yeah, this is something we knew and aside from just like the scientific Chemistry reason why it's good for you. I mean, come on, everybody knows that having a beer it's going to make you less stressed. <laughs> it allows you to unwind a little bit, and when you're happier, in extreme moderation, folks. In ex- well, yeah, I mean, if you're crushing one beer a day, if right, you're crushing a pack like a case of beer ev- case every night, <laughs> and you have a disease, yeah, uh, this doesn't apply to you. Right. You should be drinking much, much less. But a beer a day, absolutely. Yes, exactly. That's what's part- why we drink it on the show. It's, we do it for the gut. We do it for the gut health. Really, it's,
1: it's just to make sure our bodies are, are stay as finely tuned machines as they are, right? <laughs> That's so, right. <laughs> speaking of that, Matt, the uh, the beer we're having on this episode is called Benevolence. It's by Flying Machine. It's a Vienna lager, and we'll give our thoughts on this beer at the end of the episode. Yes, we Ma- will. I guess, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to give like a gut review at the end of this episode to let you know kind of how things are going on my tummy.
0: My gut reaction
1: is that this is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's uh, talk about streaming today, Matt, because uh, we're going to have to be nuanced here because people like to stream. Like This is one of those things where we can't come down hard and be like, nobody should stream anything ever because, one, that would that should be good advice. There's good stuff out there to watch on sure. occasion, but it's worth talking about. And and it made me think as we were preparing for this episode about curb alerts because uh, you you like finding cool crap on I, the side of the I road. I do like a nice curb alert. Yeah, you mentioned the the slide recently on the show that you found, oh, yeah. and you you ended up putting that up in in your new backyard. It looks great. Looks awesome. Kids are playing on it. Uh huh. That was a curb alert win, right? Um, and, and then there are other things that let's say let's say you, you took curb alerts to the extreme, right? You, you found yourself driving around town for a few hours
0: every Saturday and your wife's like where are you going you're like I'm a hunt for curb alerts I would have a problem. Not only a personal problem, but a personal, a relational problem yes, yes. with my wife as There'd well. There'd be a problem with
1: her too. She wouldn't be down with it. Mm-mm. You know, it's, it's possible to be dedicating too much of your free time to the pursuit of free stuff. I see where you're going. Yeah. So, you know, curb <laughs> alerts, they're best really when somebody nearby where you live is getting rid of an item and you're going to be able to use it in the near future, not just like hoard it and put it in the attic somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Just because you can throw it in the back of your car doesn't mean you should. Right. But Matt, if you continue down that path and you were doing it for a few hours on the weekend, like you could, you know, become go on that show, Hoarders, or something like that. You might turn into a person I I barely recognize <laughs> if that was the case. Someone I used to know, right? Exactly. So uh, similarly, we would say streaming subscriptions can be great, right? But doing business with too many of these streaming companies, right, that have the word plus at the end of it. Why do they always... Like, Why is there no good naming <laughs> convention besides plus?
0: Originality. Yeah, Honestly, like, it kind of reminds me of... So, n- this is going to be a tangent, but Nabisco, you know, the company that makes uh-huh. the cookies and stuff. Did you know that it stands for... It used to stand for National Biscuit Company? Uh uh-huh, okay. And so, like, all of these companies back in the day, they always... Put Co at the end of their name, in a similar way. I feel like all these streaming services are just putting the plus. The, plus at the end. It's just yes. kind of the go-to. There's got to be a better, <laughs> better naming convention that someone can come with, yeah. come up with. But, uh, but yeah, it just makes me the Plus
1: Co. Yeah, <laughs> you should be in marketing. And And it's partly because we don't want you giving Netflix, Disney, or HBO too much of your money. But really, there are other reasons too that we're going to yes. touch on in this topic. We don't necessarily want you dedicating a uh, hundred dollars a month or streaming streaming services, which it feels like that's totally possible uh, to do right now, if, if not yeah. even more. Some people are spending more money than uh, on streaming than they used
0: to on their cable bill. Yeah, yeah. Sub- subscriptions in general are proliferating like rabbits. And streaming services are one of the biggest culprits within the subscription space. Uh, <laughs> actually, someone recently posted a Captain Planet gif in the Facebook group. That kind of it sums up exactly how we feel uh, about streaming at this point. Uh, it had their kids holding up their rings and, and saying, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, Hulu, <laughs> Netflix, and then Captain planet saying... When your prices combine, I'm the same price as cable. (laughs) It is starting to feel this way, that this is true, because it's actually the reality today. Uh, You know, streaming, it was supposed to save us money while simultaneously giving us more choices back in the day. And, you know, like when the streaming era began, that was uh, kind of the case. Netflix was way cheaper than cable at that point, paying, you know, like $5.99 for one DVD at a time. Uh, And it was really the only game in town. But now that they're making multi-million dollar movies, and TV shows uh, that they release like seemingly on a, on a weekly basis, Netflix is not as cheap <laughs> as it was a few years back, and a bunch of competitors have also entered the space as well. But this means that we're living in sort of this golden age of streaming content. Uh, it may never get better <laughs> than it is right now, uh, but that golden age comes with trade-offs, uh, namely for your money and for your time, as well as for your attention as well. Yeah, exactly. So it, it feels like we're spending more and more time in front of our
1: TVs streaming content and I get it. There's a lot of good content to watch. There's too much, right? None of us could watch all the good stuff that we want to because there's just a deluge, basically, of stuff on every single service. Well, there's there's plenty to watch for multiple lifetimes. And a, a recent article in Bloomberg was it was making the point that we've hit peak streaming, Matt, right? And and I think you know we've talked about living in the golden age of streaming, but we might be on the tail end of that at this point, I right? Think so I, th- I think so. And 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 the the point in that article was that we're going to see more austerity from the big companies when it comes to purchasing content like they're not going to be spending as much because some of them had spent 200 million dollars uh, in an effort to lure the big name actors and yeah. make some you know movie that's that that's a blockbuster and they've realized that well it doesn't necessarily turn into the eyeballs they want or the revenue out. they hope. I, yeah.
0: I do agree with that. I mean, so when I say golden age, I mean, I think we will continue to have amazing options at our disposal. Yes. But I do think that the, in general, that the different companies will be spending less money because they're saying that they can't count on their revenues continuing to increase yeah, year c- over year. Subscriber growth was bound to slow, right? And they, they can't
1: keep uh, retaining eyeballs forever. And because there are more and more services now, people are bouncing around from service to service. They're not mm. necessarily just paying the Netflix bill every single month without thinking about it. And it's it's just short-lived too because of the how bingeable uh, things are these days. Like people will watch a show and then they're like, great, got what I wanted, I'm out. And so it looks like some of these streaming services are going back to an old school release schedule for some of their more more popular shows, like the two at the beginning and then one every single week. I think it makes a lot of sense from
0: an economic perspective for these companies. But, you know... It's probably better for everyone's health as well. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) For everybody watching instead of sitting down. Man, it makes me think of another meme. Literally start at like 9 on Friday and end at like 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where someone's just like... sit down for a three and a half hour movie? No way. (laughs) But get me to watch nine hours of a TV show where you put little breaks in between each episode. Oh, sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, even though it starts instantly, you know, streaming the next episode. uh, Unless unless you tell it not to. Exactly. You're sitting there watching
1: two hours back to back always. (laughs) Right, right. But the products we've been paying like $12 or more a month for I think they're likely to get worse in the coming years. We'll see what happens. But your bill is going to go up. The quality is going to go down. I feel like it's already happening. The writing's on the wall. So this is just another reason to, to reconsider which streaming services you're subscribed to and how much you're paying for them.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I could foresee the quality staying the same or potentially even, I don't know, maybe getting better like a little bit. But I do see the prices going up for sure. Because honestly, like the way I see this is similar to like the ride sharing apps, right? Like we're basically your, your rides are getting subsidized because yeah. these companies are wanting market share. And so like with the ride sharing apps, they're wanting to get as much market share as possible. Uh, and they're counting on that continuing growth. They're counting on the continually increasing number of subscribers. And what we saw uh, first quarter earlier this year was Netflix experiencing their first ever decline in the number of subscribers that they have. And so, I'm sure that was a wake-up call where they're like, "Oh shoot, uh, <laughs> we, we weren't expecting on that to happen." And so, because of that, yeah, they can't keep spending like crazy. Uh, and, and so, I do think that we're going to see the prices tick up as these different companies are trying to make a profit, keep their shareholders happy. But uh, at least you don't have to deal with commercials, though, right? Like that's one of the that's probably one of the biggest perks of streaming. Although even that might be coming to an end because commercials on streaming services are becoming more in vogue these days. It sounds like Netflix that they're going to adopt uh, an ad supported model pretty soon. Uh, Hulu, they've been doing this for a while. Uh, And some of the different free services that we're going to mention later on, they are all built on the ad model. Uh, And that, I mean, I mention that because it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you can't skip them like you can when you listen to podcasts. (laughs) And so, some folks hate commercials, other folks don't mind them. Personally, I am not a fan if I'm being held hostage, right? If I have the ability to quickly pull out my phone, you know, hit forward, four or six times, depending on the show. I know yeah. <laughs> I know how many times to hit it. I don't mind that. I don't mind using the ad supported version of Spotify. I'm not going to pay the premium. I don't mind if a little ad pops up and I have to click off of the thing where they're trying to get me to upgrade. I right, save you 10 bucks a month. It's like, all right, yeah, that's a minor inconvenience. Exactly. But when it comes to it, like the medium matters, I guess is, yeah. is what I'm saying here. And recently we did use one of the the free platforms to watch a movie. And it was the worst because these ads, first of all, I wasn't used to it. And it's hard to step back from that once you've realized how good it can be. It just like ruined the whole flow of the movie because they weren't strategically placed or anything. You're watching a scene and all of a sudden it just right cut. in the middle it, of it. <laughs> oh my yeah, right in the middle of it. And by the second one, I was wanting to pull my hair out. Uh, <laughs> that is not something that I'm willing to give up. Uh, is having commercials within definitely not in movies. With TV shows, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's one thing because I mean the old TV shows were created with commercials in mind. Like they had specific breaks. Sure, a 30 minute TV show was like 22 minutes. 20, 21, 22 <laughs> minutes exactly, and they would end at certain scenes. And you knew to expect that. But, you know, when you just slice up a movie, when you're jarred out of like this really emotional or hilarious, I don't know, any scene like that, uh, I'm not cool with that. Okay, I gotcha. I feel that. I think maybe one of the best things about streaming
1: commercial lists is when it's kid stuff, because I feel like my kids, one time we stayed at a hotel room and they (laughs) were watching something on live TV on Nickelodeon or something like that. And I remember them just being ecstatic over all all the commercials, more than even than the content. Where have all these toys been my entire (laughs) life? I know. <laughs> and then they start begging for things. I'm like, Oh no, we're gonna have to go back to, to streaming kid content, and and we'll never get cable because of that reason. So that that's probably the biggest reason to avoid
0: commercials. They're like, all of a sudden, my kid wants a slip and slide, a Barbie dream house, <laughs> right. and a Bop It. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. All these things that didn't they didn't even know existed before. Yep, yep. It'll it'll mess the, your kids'
1: brains, and they're gonna start begging for stuff. But the reality is, you know, we might be spending. Ten to twelve dollars a month for something that we're barely using, right? There, there's some people are still subscribed, Matt, to streaming services or to you know other subscriptions for that matter that they're not even really taking advantage of. So that's one thing that has to we have to point out. Like maybe canceling it isn't even going to make a big dent. It'll help your monthly budget, but it's not going to make a big dent in your viewing habits mm-hmm. or in what your life looks like. And so yeah, multiply that by the number of different platforms. Right, ten to twelve bucks a month, but some of them are even more expensive than that. And you could find yourself in that Captain Planet territory, that cable bill territory, yep. that is like terrorizing your monthly budget. And so, uh, it, it, it's actually it's it's interesting at the beginning. What you're talked there was so much talk about cutting the cord, and now it seems like at least for some people's viewing habits, cable might actually save them money <laughs> over uh, their their especially if they're subscribed to one of the the live TV style services that are right. sixty five to eighty five dollars yeah. a month. But I think now is as good of a time as any to kind of reassess your, your streaming needs in in the summer because maybe you're, yeah, taking more trips. You're going to the local pool more often. You're going on more hikes. And you're like, I have found myself not sitting in front of the, the TV mm-hmm. as much. I don't know but uh yeah we want to offer some solutions in this episode for how to think about the which streaming options you you choose to pay for and and how to l- lower your overall bill a little bit um but but first we're actually going to get a little philosophical about streaming and we'll do our best uh impression of play-doh for <laughs> you guys uh right after this break
0: for your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial.
1: Spring cleaning is kind of a, an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year.
0: That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy
1: Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save.
0: That's policygenius.com. All right, we're back from the break, and Joel, we're talking about why streaming sucks. But first, we're going to change directions and ask the question, why do we stream? (laughs) Let's go ahead and uh, wax poetic. Let's get philosophical here for a second, because I think it's also important for us to ask ourselves, why it is we even watch TV in the first place. Instead of just picking the, the two or three streaming services you like the best and calling it a, a day, I think it's a good exercise to think about why we're so excited to pay for streaming entertainment in the first place. And, uh, you know, like one of the, I think, top reasons I think that's worth mentioning is because of FOMO. Oh, snap. Fear of missing out, man. I think this is one reason that it seems many are addicted to streaming content. Because, for example, like if everyone at work was talking about Game of Thrones, you know, like back in 2019 when it was just nonstop everywhere... You may have felt left out of the conversation. You no, know? I, like, I didn't. I never watched it. <laughs> so. and you, you didn't. You didn't have that sense of FOMO back no, then. No, I really? didn't. I mean, I heard a lot of people talking about it. I knew it was popular, but it just. Well, there are a lot of I people never listening a chance, so. who who did feel that, <laughs> yeah. and because of that, they're like, maybe I should, you know, the Bannisters. Who are they? Or yeah, Bannisters or Lannis- Lannisters. Lannisters. I don't even. Bannisters like a stair railing. The only right. thing I know from Game of Thrones <laughs> is winter is coming, and I don't even know what that means. I just see the. But means. you know it because it was such a part of our culture, yeah. right? And and if that was you, there's a chance that you felt culturally irrelevant, maybe even at that point in time. But like we, we share this because it takes this element of not caring to push past this. Uh, like, dude, just this morning, you know, we had a lo- lovely conversation about the hike uh, that we went on. Uh, you, you talked about the pool that y'all visited recently. Like we were then talking about what we're looking for most in our, our new community here. We were talking about the things that matter mm-hmm. in life, right? And obviously there can be times for those types of conversations and catching up on a show. Uh, but the more you're talking about these real things that matter in life, you know, I think you're going to find less of a need for your life to be consumed with the latest uh, series or the latest show or the you know the latest movie that might be out. Also, too, just with the volume of content uh, and diverging tastes out there with everybody, uh, you can't be caught up on everything anyway. And so what we're saying here is don't worry about feeling, like I said, culturally irrelevant and instead focus on the things that matter. Focus on the just the deeper and truer conversations that spans all of the different streaming genres. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we're not saying that you need to live some sort of like Walden Pond existence
1: where you build your own log cabin and you live on a lake and um, I'm not even sure if that's what happened in Walden Pond. I'm just making a guess here. Yeah, uh, that's, for real. That's, yeah. that's what he did. Yeah. So so um, <laughs> I'm just like, it, it's not that you need to cut yourself off from anything modern. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to go live amongst the Amish to to get away from this sort of nasty, nefarious disease that is streaming. Like, like that's not that's not what we're trying to say but what we're saying is like some of the reasons that people stream is it's not necessarily because it's in their best interest or because they want to watch TV for 4 hours a day it's it is because they want to be caught up in the cultural zeitgeist match sure they yep. want to know what's going on and streaming television and movies are one of the top things people talk about and they don't want to be left out of the convo exactly and i think another another reason that people tend to stream a lot uh, watch a lot of tv is for escape And I Mm -hmm. think the sad reality is, yeah, we, we use TV as a way to kind of forget about the cares of our everyday life. We kind of hit the pause button on the negative things that are happening all around us, whether it's just kind of in the country as a whole or in the world uh, or even just in our own personal lives and you know interestingly enough tv is america's most popular leisure activity when i read that just to, uh, it to see it phrased that way <laughs> was shocking and saddening yeah. um it, it like again like you know you and i we like to watch a good tv show every now and again I'm not against Stranger Things or even paying for, for streaming. We'll, we'll get to like how to save money specifically on streaming in a little bit. But that's just a sobering fact, right? That the average American household is watching something like eight hours of TV a day. And individual Americans, 18 and up, are averaging more than four hours and 20 minutes of TV watching. That's according to oh Nielsen. Gosh. <laughs> it's shocking. Like yeah, so, it, so it much really time is. watching watching TV. And and I guess it just makes me wonder, like, are we are watching to avoid facing reality. And I think for some people, for some people, that's the case. So, uh, it's, it's really, it is worth taking a a hard look at how much TV we're watching and assessing whether or not it's good for us. Like what are the motivations behind as my mom always called it vegging out and, (laughs) um, and just, just being on the couch too much in general.
0: Yeah, and so instead of escaping uh, by watching TV, I think the the true call here is to engage in those things, right? I think there's a way for us to see the news on TV or to you know see the news that we're reading online, and finding ways that we can engage at whatever capacity and at whatever level, whether it's local, community, state, nationally, that you have the ability to, Uh, whether it's you uh, sticking your head in the sand and avoiding your financial situation, maybe that's the case for you. And and you're thinking, you know what, instead of facing that, I'm just going to flip on the TV, you know, watch another episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think there's a way for us to engage with those things and not to just escape or to even know why it is or what it is that we're trying to escape from, but then to sort of see it and to point it out and say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to let my life look like that. Uh, Instead, I'm going to engage. And no wonder that other surveys reflect the fact that we have fewer close friends than we used to as well. Uh, We're spending less time with our neighbors and friends, leaving us feeling more disconnected. And while watching TV, it's easy. It's not ultimately as fulfilling as finding and building real community where you live. And so, we would ask you to maybe even start documenting how much TV you're watching. uh, And once you figure out that amount. Uh, base, like we're, we're trying to create a TV budget for you. <laughs> we're trying to get you to count your, your viewing minutes. Uh, but once you identify that, maybe you can cut back by like 25%, maybe 50%, and opt to spend more time cultivating an actual hobby or going for a bike ride or you know calling a friend. And we, we say all this realizing that we're probably sounding like your mom, but we're only highlighting this because we're recognizing the fact that not only will you be able to save money, but there's a good chance that you're going to be happier because of it as well. Yeah, and, and, and even when you think about
1: it, Matt... Or We're watching a lot of TV and then we're having conversations with our friends about the TV we're watching. Like it dominates so much of our lives in so many ways. And even just the conversations you find yourself having with other people, if you watch less TV, they're more productive, they're more fulfilling because you're not just catching up literally on the thing you spent three hours doing the night before. And so we've said that the reasons people watch TV are FOMO or for escape, but then a, a third reason I think people watch TV is, is just purely for entertainment. And sure. and that is it's, I think it's the,
0: it's the innocent reason to watch TV. So right. like, oh, I do it because I enjoy
1: it. Yeah, because it's <laughs> freaking entertaining. Yeah. and they are right. Like we yes. are in this golden age where there is, there's a lot of good stuff to watch. And and so we are trying to. We don't want to get overly preachy. We don't want to say make it sound like you know we don't like watching awesome stuff. And and so yeah, I don't know some some TV shows shows are just truly artistic. For instance, Mm -hmm. uh, J.D. Roth, who we found on the show before, he recently wrote about why he loves Stranger Things so much, and I just kind of found myself in total agreement. I'm like, I hadn't really thought about it. I just thought of it as just kind of Enter, an entertaining show, but the reality is, uh, it's got this nostalgia factor, right? It's got uh, d- deep nostalgia concepts. Nostalgia a hell of a drug. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> and it's got concepts like uh, friendship and loyalty at the heart of the show, which he appreciated, which I do too. It makes me think about Breaking Bad. Like, why was I so attached to that show when it was on? And You, you valued all the things that they were doing on that show, exactly. too. Exactly. <laughs> I think methamphetamine is great uh, for everyone. No, it's because like all of these like deeper aspects of humanity, maybe the, hmm. the fact that... that so of these, these characters were flawed. They were torn. They were, they were good. They were, they were simultaneously good and bad. Like they had a lot of distinct features. I mean, it, I felt like the human element of of that show was raw and powerful. Not to mention just kind of the sure. uh, New Mexico scenery that uh, was was pretty pretty solid in there too. Sure. So it was artistic well, from like a cinematography standpoint as well.
0: Sure. I mean, I I think so. There's many reasons that you can enjoy something, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's because of just the artful storytelling, the narrative that someone is able to weave throughout a story. Maybe it's the the drama involved within a story, or like it makes me think of Planet Earth, like the BBC series when it first came out. It was it was amazing. It was breathtaking. I remember. Like walking through a Best Buy and they had scenes from that playing on their ultra high def TVs and just have my mind blown <laughs> watching these images. <laughs> it was like the first high def oh sort of nature gosh. slow motion shots and stuff. It was yeah. phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And so, the, you know, or maybe it's like, maybe you like a, a nice twist at the end of your, like a M. Night Shyamalan style. Yeah. Like there are so many different reasons that we are drawn to entertainment and every one of those reasons are valid but sort of like what I was saying at the beginning, like these are sort of the the quote unquote innocent reasons that we you know, that we say that we like something, and that's totally fine. But keep in mind some of these less innocent reasons like FOMO or escape, where we're trying to ignore what's going on in our real life. That is the key thing that we're trying to to highlight and to point out here that we want to make sure that we are all avoiding. Uh, But, so that being said, you know, I feel like we've (laughs) philosophized enough here. So let's talk about how to actually cut that streaming bill down uh, to size in a a practical way. Uh, So if you're a heavy streamer, if you're looking to cut your monthly costs, there are more good free options out there for you than ever before. So we figured we'd mention a few of those. Uh, and also don't worry, because we, uh, we'll make sure to list all of the different resources up on our show notes for this episode, just in case you're driving. But let's start with some of the free options out there that the, uh, that the library offers. And that is Hoopla and Canopy. Uh, both of these library apps are great uh, when it comes to being able to watch stuff for free. Uh, personally, I prefer the, the different audiobooks, uh, even some of the ebooks that they have available. Uh, but generally speaking, those are resources that we oftentimes forget about. But there are other options as well. Pluto, uh, they give you some great live streaming options for free. Uh, you don't even have to create an account with them. I was actually shocked at how many options <laughs> that they had up there. I, I randomly uh, checked in on that one, Matt,
1: because uh-huh. we were kind of like preparing for this episode. and you uh, you know caught 5 minutes of one of those old school Iron Chef episodes. <laughs> those things were classic, man. Those are, like what a good show. It's like, oh man, I remember when Richard Blaze looked like that. <laughs> and then I had to <laughs> be Atlanta like Chef. I had to be like wait, no, no, stop, Joel, like you know you, you got don't, you got sucked in. You don't need
0: uh <laughs> old school Iron Chef in your life. Uh but Tubi, uh Roku, they both have some uh very popular free streaming channels as well. They're also worth checking out. Yeah, I think Crackle is another one,
1: so there are a bunch if you're like, hey, I, I Matt and Joel, I, you're wrong. I don't care how much, how many hours I'm spending in front of the TV. I just want to do it for less money. Well, that's what these services are offering. Many of them ad supported. And so it's one of those things where, yeah, I was shocked at how much free content there is now. And I, I think that's, again, what's going to start eating away at the profitability of some of the ones that you pay a monthly fee for. And more and more people are, are, be, are okay with Watching ads, Matt. So I know you and I were—that's not our preference. But there's times if they're not too intrusive, be, I don't mind.
0: I would be fine with it if it was on a TV show, yeah. like Iron Chef or something sure. like that. But it's not going to work when it comes with with a movie. No <laughs> right. way. Right. Exactly. So like, yeah, if you're watching a Harry Potter with your kids, you're like, you don't want to be
1: stopped for exactly. commercial breaks of like two minutes every fifteen or twenty minutes. And so I I totally get that. But but yeah, I think something like 58% of people uh, st- surveyed say they're now totally fine to watch uh, to stream content in exchange for watching ads. And so hopefully, yeah, one of these... One or two of these services are, are ones that you'll like as you kind of look into them. Uh, and of course, like Peacock has come around. They've got like a, a free tier mm-hmm. that's ad supported as well. So you can watch that. And, you know, while streaming is pretty great, I would say don't forget about the antiquated technology that still works like a charm that allows you to watch television for free. Uh, antennas, right? That's one of those things yeah. that people forget about. Like, I, I don't know of a single friend who has an antenna attached to their TV. And if I could fix that on their behalf, I would. And maybe I should like <laughs> buy them antennas for Christmas. Or whatever, but it just works great for getting a lot of your local channels, and it's um, it's like streaming over the air before streaming actually existed. So, and you can actually surprisingly get an amazing picture too uh, with your antenna.
0: Well, it's HD, right? I mean, so they're broadcasting in full HD. It's like not compressed over the the air, exactly. So it's not digitized. And when you say, I mean, I think most people know what we're talking about when we say antenna. But we're not talking about the old school bunny ears. We're talking about the black uh, little square, like piece of plastic. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That, that you tack to the wall. That's yeah. how we do it. We just, as long as you don't hit the wall, I guess if you don't hit the wires, I think it's fine, but we just use a thumbtack and literally just tack it to the wall behind the TV. Yep. And it does a great job in capturing those ABC and NBC signals. Yeah. I forget which one. one of them we don't get too well, but
1: that's fine. Well, then you can like turn it, I guess, or you can even get a more high powered antenna Yeah, or you can, there's YouTube videos where you can make your own antenna and <laughs> stick it in your attic. Like seriously oh, really? for like 30, 40, 50 bucks or something like that. And they're going to really be able to catch a signal. Yeah. And they're even better. And they'll Got reach it. you for their, you know part of what channels you're going to get depends on where you live and the kind of antenna you have but i think it's antenna web is a good website to kind of check and see what channels are available where you live which ones you can get well but yeah antennas are like 15 bucks they're cheap fix and they allow you to get some of that tv the local tv at least that you might want without paying a dime and it makes me think Matt, just one more free service YouTube, of course, is one of those things that is kind of different than a lot of the other ones we're talking about because it's user generated content, but there's so much good stuff on there now. And there's even educational stuff on there now. I'm not saying YouTube is mostly educational content, uh, but some of the stuff that I consume on YouTube is like long form, interesting conversations Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so if you're into learning something while you're streaming, I think that's a much better use of it. And YouTube is actually one of the best places for that kind of content
0: now. So I don't know. I think that's I think that's pretty cool. That's right. Most content on YouTube is free. You just have to watch like that five seconds of ads before you hit skip ads (laughs) in that lower right hand corner. Uh, But there is a way that you could pay a lot of money for the YouTube content that you consume. That's right. You guessed it. We're going to talk about sports and the myriad ways that you can get your sports content. We will get to all of those different options right after this. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash how to money for an extended 30-day free trial.
2: If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers.
1: All right, we're back. We're talking about why streaming sucks, and it's mostly because it's uh, parting you from your money and your Mm -hmm. time um, you know, more more than it should be. And so we want to help you combat that in your life. We want you to sign up for some of those free services to spend less uh, when you're streaming. We want you to also just spend less time streaming in general, find more productive things to do, and create more connections in your community. We think that's a healthy approach. Uh, But Matt, let's talk about sports too, because when we're talking about streaming and cutting the streaming bill, one of the, the the hardest uh, sections of your streaming bill to lower is uh, if you're a big sports fan, Mm -hmm. because the costs rack up quickly and people who are diehard for their team or their sport or all the sports uh, have the most difficult time being able to reduce the costs of their monthly bill and in the it seems like live sports is kind of fracturing into a bunch of these different streaming services so like for some nfl games now you're going to have to have amazon prime in order to watch them you know espn still hosts a lot of important games uh for basically every sport so it feels like you need to have espn as well and and some of them are on regular cable ESPN, and others are on their streaming uh, cousin which is espn plus you know apple apple just bought the rights to stream mls games hulu has live sports too the list just goes on and on so it feels like uh, if a person wants to watch live sports but doesn't want to go bankrupt um at least for some of them cable might be the best option mm-hmm. uh the antenna comes in handy like we were just talking about for for lots of nfl games and espn plus it's it's not expensive but it also doesn't stream everything that espn itself is broadcasting so uh, when, when we're talking about the best streaming options for for sports, two of the best channels out there are Fubo TV and YouTube TV. And so yeah, you're you're, you're going to pay a lot of money though in order to sign up for those guys. YouTube TV is sixty five dollars a month. So you got to really it's pretty expensive. You got to really like sports. Yeah. You got to that's got to be a big part of your life in order to justify that. Uh, the great thing is if you're a Premier League soccer fan, all you got to have is Peacock Premium, and you can watch those matches for five bucks a month. That's not bad. But really, when it comes down to it, because there are regional sports packages, Matt, that some of the baseball games are on, your your local hometown team, and, and there aren't many places that offer those. You can't sign up for those directly. I think DirecTV uh, is the only place where you can get those regional sports packages. So you need to look into their streaming option, which I think is $85 a month. Um, Sling TV is another one worth looking at if you're a big sports fan. But really, those all of those live sports streaming services, you need to kind of compare and decide, well, which, which teams, which sports are most important to me? Or which ones can I give up and kind of uh, do a cost benefit analysis to make sure that you're not overpaying for sports that you're not able to watch
0: as much as you'd like. That's right. Yeah. One thing that's important to note is that there are a lot of different scammy sites out there uh, purporting to offer free sports streaming, but they might be attempting to take your money or, you know, or give your computer a virus. Uh, it is best to stay away from those sites. Oftentimes, I, f- I feel like they're just preying on uh, people who are desperate <laughs> to get the game on. They're like, dang it. I I wasn't counting on the desire that i have right now to watch this game and you end up at the dark web and you're like no
1: (laughs) i didn't mean to go here
0: yeah watching live sports can be a tough thing for for price conscious streamers Uh, and i do hope that there's going to be more innovation on this front in the near future but uh, one way to bring down those costs is to share your plan with someone else and we're talking about family plans you don't even have to be in the same family necessarily uh, in order to do it that being said hulu and netflix they appear to be cracking down on folks who are on the same plan, who don't live in the same house, but Amazon Prime, they're totally cool with sharing. Uh, They've got Amazon Household. Actually, Joel, you and I, we uh, actually use that to share the cost of Prime, and we've been doing it for years now. The, uh, The Terms of Service oftentimes can be ambiguous with some of these different streaming companies, but looking to some of these different ways where you do have the ability to share the bill, uh, if you can do that with another individual or or with another family, that can dramatically lower the cost as well. Yeah.
1: So you're going to want to make sure that the streaming service you're signed up for is cool with that. Um, But if it is, that's a great thing. Like I think uh, YouTube TV, for instance, it's 65 a month, but I think it supports up to six simultaneous streams. And so it, you might be able to share that with a that's, friend down the street. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Or even if you just share it with one other family, that's 32 bucks a month, then it cuts it in half and it makes it a lot more reasonable to consider signing up for that service and then to be able to keep your precious sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, one one other way to save money on streaming, Matt, let's talk about some, some other ways too, uh, because family plans are a good way but but uh, canceling some of your services is obviously another way to save money on those recurring streaming costs and and in particular, if a, a show that you like if you just got done watching it and there's nothing else that strikes your fancy well guess what if you log into there every day you're going to find something to watch mm-hmm. but if you cancel it and you move on then you're saving money and you're wasting less time and and there's just no reason to be perpetually subscribed to the same service um, so yeah I don't know sign up for HBO Max in order to catch up on the new season of Barry which I hear is a great show but uh, you know th- then drop it like it's hot once you finish that season Exactly. don't stick around hoping that something else comes in the near future uh, and don't forget to set a calendar reminder too uh, in order to cancel because that um, it helps you actually follow through instead That's of spending right. in perpetuity. But doing a little planning when it comes to your binging is going to save you real money. And it's the same with those free or discounted trials. Uh, use those to your advantage if you're like, all right, can, can I race against the clock and watch all of this one mini-series in my free seven-day window? Um, and then maybe, you know what, I'll take uh, the next week off and I won't watch any I won't watch any TV. But man, I made
0: a nice money-savvy move and I'm um, spending $0 to watch that show that I wanted to see. Totally. Yeah. Basically, we're asking you to be more selective in what it is that you're watching and when you watch but I will say it's uh I think it's been a little bit harder because we were talking about Stranger Things earlier and Netflix is doing that little experiment with Stranger Things where they broke up the season uh, into two halves where they had it span multiple months. Yep. So you can't get in there for that single month and <laughs> do all the binging. Instead, they, they got you paying for it twice. And I guess what they're banking on is the fact that people would be a little more used to the fact that they're paying it, right? Like one month you pay for it and it kind of stands out like a sore thumb. But when there's two of them, I don't know. Maybe those two charges—they look kind of comfortable. So you don't feel bad if there's a third charge, and then before you know it, it's been an an entire year. uh, You've been paying for Netflix, and you haven't watched a single thing. And then you're like, on there, the new spinoff of Stranger Things isn't as good as I thought as original series. And then you're like, that's when you finally cancel. That's when you get fed up. But another small thing that you can do is pay for your streaming services with the right credit card. That's the benefit that more the credit card issuers are offering. Specifically, I'm thinking of the American Express Blue Cash Preferred Card, which is my favorite card to use at the grocery store because they give you 6%, but they also give you 6% back on streaming expenses. But that is one of our favorites. Uh, so we would recommend that you check that one out for sure. And also, like there are some different cell phone companies out there and they'll offer like a free Netflix uh, offer, plus some other stuff. <laughs> but often your best bet is to go with a cheaper phone service provider, then pay for your own stupid streaming. That's not always going to be the case. We definitely recommend for you to do the math, but I guarantee uh, that the Verizon plan that comes with free Disney Plus, <laughs> that that is not going to save you yeah. money over the course of a year. It's like, yeah, sign up for this
1: uh, $100 a month cell phone plan, but guess what? We'll throw in a free $12 a month streaming service. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, <laughs> just go with the $15 uh, cell phone plan and the twelve pay the $12 streaming service uh, for yourself if you want it. And you're still uh, coming out incredibly ahead (laughs) instead of going Mm -hmm. with those packaged deals that usually aren't a deal. And Matt, let's talk about some streaming alternatives for a second, because let's say you find yourself saying, you know what? Matt and are right I am spending something like four hours a day watching TV I'm doing I'm doing it too much I have let it maybe overtake some of the areas of my life where I had bigger goals that I wanted to meet whether it's financially or personally and you found yourself maybe becoming more laxadaisical about those goals or, or not even attempting some of them because mm-hmm. there's just too much good stuff to watch well um, we, we would say that if you do find yourself pairing back in order to save money and watch less in general you want, you're gonna to want to have some go-to activities to fill that time with to incorporate into your life and I I think reading more books is one of those things that you ideally should be doing more of. Like, that would be a great thing. Uh,
0: it's 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 a timeless, beautiful thing to be reading a book, right? Yeah. Before we go any further, like, I would venture to even say that, like, we don't have to give you a bunch of things that you could do if you were to eliminate TV from your, you know, more TV from your life. I would venture to say that, these are the things that you will get to do <laughs> when you are watching less TV. Yeah. I feel like oftentimes we know the different things uh, that we could be doing. It's just a matter of being reminded of the things uh, that we're giving up because we're sitting there on the couch watching TV. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. And I think one of those like books, we, we t- were like, oh, I haven't had the time to read that the, the books I wanted to this year. Or I had a goal to read 12 books this year, one a month, and I read two or three. And mm-hmm. you know what? If, if we just curb back some of our, our streaming, we'd be able to meet those goals. So we'd be able to read Read more of those books, and and it's just true. Like if you if if, if anybody out there has ever read uh, the book by Neil Postman, "Amusing Ourselves to Death," his line of thought is that the medium is the message, and what he says is is basically that the, the quality of the information that you can get from watching TV has a lower ceiling. It's just it can't. Uh, by, by definition be as good because the medium sucks. And so, yeah, TV news is something that he takes issue with in the book. And I think he's spot on on that. But you know, books as a medium, they just offer a richness and a depth that is, is basically impossible to find when you're scrolling through TV channels or streaming options. And Matt, it makes me think about my kids' experience watching Harry Potter after reading it. And the girls were so disappointed that some of those most important features in the book, some of the best parts were left out of the movies. And just by definition, they can't include it all right mm-hmm. I, uh, there's just no possible way the books are clearly richer deeper more fun and vibrant uh, than the movies there's a gap there between what you see and what you got to read the the imagination you got to bring uh, to the table when you were when you were reading that book. And so books as a medium are just superior in so many ways. And my kids found that out. And I hope that they remember that (laughs) because they they still do love to watch TV. But I'd love I want to see them reading
0: more and more books and, and and watching less TV. Totally. Yeah. You know, I mean, aside from books being a better version of what you could watch on a screen, like think about the different opportunities that you're missing out on when it comes to just better bettering yourself in general. Like how often have you said that you're just too busy for a leisurely walk in the afternoon, a walk that you know would be good for your, your stress levels, for your health. I'm too busy. The work's too much. Like I can't, I can't afford to get away for 15 minutes. Exactly. That's, but you are definitely caught up on, on all of the latest shows (laughs) on each of the streaming services. Uh, and so your time might be filled up, but that doesn't mean that you spent it well or that you spent it in a way that truly feeds your soul. So whether that's just walking in nature, going for a bike ride, uh, Talking with a friend, right? Catching up. These are all far more humanizing activities. But you could even uh, attempt something even grander. Maybe even actually writing a book of your own. uh, Or like, maybe that's too lofty, right? Maybe it's just you going to the climbing gym, whatever it is. The options are endless. Uh, You just need the time to do the thing. And for most folks, the place to most easily grab that time uh, is going to be from the time that you spend watching TV. Yeah, agreed. Just
1: because there's such a huge chunk of time there. And Matt, with the way people have been able to kind of so many people in kind of the new work environment, working from home more, more hybrid, more flexible, flexible work options, uh, you could even go for a two hour chunk in the afternoon, lots of people could uh, away from their work and do something awesome during the best parts of the day, and save some of your work for that evening if you if you wanted to, instead of then turning on the TV. It's one of those things where a, a lot of us have more flexibility than we like to assume. And because of that, we end up kind of falling into ruts. And one of those ruts for a lot of folks is watching too much TV and putting on the back burner or just putting off altogether uh, more fun, more invigorating activities that are good from like a, that personal development standpoint. Totally. And and really, when it comes down to what we're choosing to watch also, Matt, I think, I think it's so easy to get a recommendation from someone at the water cooler or to see a review, let's say, in the New York Times or see somebody tweet about a show that they're catching up on. But I think sometimes part of the reason we watch too much television is because everybody's telling us to watch something and we decide to take all the recommendations uh, that maybe we haven't curated our selection enough. And it just there, there's this actual, there's this app called Just Watch. And I think it's pretty cool. You can go to the website or download the app. And I think for our listeners out there who are like, man, I just find myself constantly moving on to the next thing that the streaming service recommends or a friend uh, going with some sort of app that has a better algorithm that curates more effectively what you're into might actually prevent you from watching garbage TV shows or watching something that isn't actually um, up your alley uh, and and so that you're spending the time that you are watching TV on things that are actually awesome and enjoyable because yeah. because we really are living in an age where there are a lot of great TV shows. And so you, you don't want to waste your time on some of that meh content because there's a lot of that stuff out there too.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, basically, we, we, I mean, if you are going to go with streaming services, like we just want you to make sure that you're directing your dollars towards the, the services that are going to bring you the most bang for your buck. Um, but I mean, we've kind of been making an argument though for you to spend less time watching streaming, watching TV. And, and you know, like I say this, because I hope that this resonates with you a little bit more deeply today, maybe than it did like a couple years ago. I think if if we were releasing this episode, spring of 2020, it's sort of like a headwind, (laughs) right? Because we, a lot of folks were afraid to go out. Sure. Like, What else am I going to do with my time, dude? Exactly. I can't go to the bar. I can't go see my parents. Exactly. Yeah. And so because of that, we we did spend a lot of time watching TV. But now that I think the, the pandemic is over and a lot of folks are trying to move on with what they feel like is their normal life they're kind of, hopefully they're looking back and saying, you know what, I'm done with that. <laughs> like, like I think back to the pandemic and how, like, I swear, I've, like maybe every other night, Kate and I were watching like a Marvel movie and that's what we did at the, that point in time because we had a lot of time on our hands and, like we weren't going out and maybe that was fine for them but it's not fine for today like I'm, I'm done with that not just because I don't want to watch any more Marvel movies uh, well they also that, come out with one a week Well, and, like and they the have, release
1: schedule on Marvel it's ridiculous they, it's they, they have
0: gone downhill I feel like as well I, the quality has to have gone downhill uh, with, <laughs> with just the sheer number of TV shows and movies they're releasing from the Marvel universe exactly but aside from that I just don't want my life to, to be that consumed with television uh, because I am wanting my life to look more quote unquote normal, or at least what I'm calling normal today. Uh, And so hopefully this resonates with you and and, and you feel that this is true, like at a deeper level and that this isn't something that we're having to convince you of uh, Mm. that you're thinking, you know what, like this is the exact kind of kick in the pants that I needed to go ahead and cancel some of those subscriptions to maybe sit down and like list out to write out some priorities of the things that you would rather spend your time doing uh, and to proactively head yourself off at the pass. That way you don't come home after a long, hard day at work. Uh, and where your will is weak (laughs) and and you just want to park it and watch another episode of Stranger Things Although maybe maybe Stranger Things for us is like the craft beer equivalent. Maybe yeah. like for us, that's the the one show that I will definitely watch at some yeah. point soon.
1: Yeah, and and so I think yeah, we want you to limit your your TV intake so that you can do more of what matters. Like do more of the things that are good for your mind, your body, and your soul. And also, it's good for your wallet, right? Because you're going to be spending less money on some of those streaming services mm-hmm. too. So hopefully, that's your takeaway from this, this episode. Uh, you know, as I was doing it, Matt, like I, I I'm like I,
0: I don't watch anywhere near what the average American watch but it still made me like yeah the Nielsen the Nielsen stats are still mind-blowing still mind-blowing yeah that number of hours is being watched in an American household yes but still and it makes me realize that I just want to find ways to you know, curb my consumption
1: even more, uh, so that I can, especially now that it's, we're like, you want to like offset the curve a little bit, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, And just as like we're kind of moving into a new neighborhood, I'm like, I want to spend even more time out there with people, yeah, uh, develop, making friendships, exploring uh, my neighborhood, like exploring the the mountain that's close by where we live, and 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 working out with a friend, like stuff like that, like those are the kind of things I want to be doing more of. And I feel like the more and more time I dedicate towards streaming, the less options I have for that other stuff. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a direct trade-off when it comes to your time and how you're spending it. I want to read more books too. Like I just want to get better about that. So I think uh, cutting more streaming from my life is really the only way to, to make that happen
0: totally agree man all right let's go ahead and quickly mention the beer that you and i enjoyed during this episode this was a benevolence which is a vienna style lager by flying machine uh these guys are out of north carolina have we had one of their beers before flying machine i think so i, I think, think we have, have one yeah as well i feel it, it, it kind of had like the mosaic colorful looking label didn't it maybe yeah this one looks like looking through work. a uh, kaleidoscope right or it's like a yeah, part Rorschach test. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. like what do you see, Joel? <laughs> but uh, ben- Benevolence, this was... Uh, when we poured it, like, it's called a Vienna-style lager, and I don't know if that means that it's kind of a darker or, like, reddish color lager, but in my mind, it totally... Poured, like really dark and more amber, uh, yeah, yeah, more amber and and kind of had some sweeter notes. Uh, yes, that's it, what I was but, gonna say, sweeter
1: yeah. lager. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. It, it almost had like some notes of like a, a brown ale, right? Um, hmm. It's because it it had a little bit more sweetness and it was a little darker, uh, but it was also kind of that classic lager profile at the same time. It was like somewhere in between. So uh, I thought this was yeah a really interesting one, and I don't know that I've had something that tastes like this any any time in recent memory.
0: Yeah, it definitely had a lot more flavor, like more. I don't know, like barley or rice or whatever it is that you, you know, that you're supposed to pull out of a, a beer like this. But it was very enjoyable. And I'm glad that you and I got to share one of these today. But that is going to be it. So we'll make sure to link to some of the different resources that we mentioned during today's episode up on the website at howtomoney.com. We'll link to some of the, all the different free options. We'll link to uh, like the CNETs. You mentioned the, a CNET story where they compare some of those different HD antennas. Uh-huh. Uh We'll link to all of that up at howtomoney.com. And we'll link to Matt's top 20 list of shows
1: to watch on Netflix <laughs> right now. No, I'm just kidding. That would defeat the purpose kind of <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> everything we just talked about but we hope you have a great rest of your evening uh, reading a book uh, tonight instead of <laughs> streaming and Matt that's going to do it for uh, this episode until next time best friends out best friends out
2: it's brand new season two